welcome to the Autocar Awards 2022 uh, podcast with me, Matt Pryor. And me, Rachel Burgess. Welcome. Hello. Hello. It's nice to have the awards back, isn't it, in person? So we missed two years and doing them virtually, and they're back at Silverstone in the wing where it should be because we have great cars and... People. Mm, yeah, that's the more important thing, isn't it? We have brilliant people. Yeah, you've got all the metal lined up outside, all the top winners, and it's great. And then there's just a great collection of some of the best people in the industry that have yeah. made those cars possible. Yeah, exactly. And we'll hear from some of those later in the podcast, which is all about the awards, uh, this pod. But we'll, well, we, there's quite a lot to get through, isn't there? But we're trying not to make it sound just like a, an awards night run through. We're trying <laughs> to make it a bit more, a bit more engaging and entertaining too. Um, but shall we start with, shall we start with some car stuff? Because there's yeah. Britain's best cars we need Britain's to. Britain's best cars. So I think we reckon there's 40 classes of car today, but we're not going to cover them all, don't no, worry. That's we're a lot. Not. That is a lot. Yeah. There used to be that many. No, I remember so when, many niches, aren't there? Yeah, I remember like Ford's range was like Fiesta, Escort, Cortina. Yeah. That was that. Tick. Tick. Yeah, yeah but now, crikey. Most of them crossovers. But yeah, go on. We've got SCD 10. Coupes, yeah. So 10. First up. First best best small car is the new Fiat 500 quite right too yeah car. Uh, the best large car we think is the Hyundai Santa Fe best company car is the Tesla Model 3 yeah it's got to be electric isn't it I think the best company car just because of the benefit in kind tax yeah it's it can't so, be anything it's else just, it's so yeah and the Model 3 is one it's quite a nice car but also I mean I'm running a, an EV at the moment and it's the charging network is, is fine mostly but actually the supercharger network is world class isn't it I think yeah, and if you just look at the sales figures, you know, it's just topped the charts for quite a few months yeah. and don't think we would have predicted that even maybe a year ago. No. Definitely not two years ago. No. Uh, most fun car is uh, Toyota's GR86, which I have not driven. Not many people have driven it yet. Matt Saunders, road test editor, has driven it. says it sort of picks up from where the GT86, which I love, that's my favourite car of the last 10 years probably, where that left off, which is great. And yeah. it's nice that they make a car that is still mm. light, not that powerful, all-wheel drive, excellent, all those good stuff. Indeed. Best hybrid car is the Mercedes-Benz C300e. It's got that it's, great long range. Yeah, really good range for a hybrid, isn't it? Uh, best SUV is, this is interesting, because Land Rover calls the Defender a 4x4, not an SUV, but we don't always make the same distinction. Uh, it, it, the Defender is the best SUV, because it's great. It's <laughs> it's it's it's, it's does, does what that car should. Yeah, and it's done exactly what it needed to for yeah. Land Rover as well. Yeah. Uh, best family car is the Skoda Enyaq IV. Mm -hmm. Best all-rounder is the Cupra Formentor. They look cool, don't they? Yeah, they do look really cool. I've seen yeah. a lot on the roads. Yeah. Best dream car mm -hmm. is the Chevrolet Corvette Stingray. What I like about that is that, because you could have dream, dream car could be two million quid if you really wanted to, couldn't you? But the, the, the Corvette, this is kind of Matt, Matt Saunders' Um, sort of put this forward really the nice thing about it is it's a dream which at 80 grand is more affordable than unobtainium stuff yeah and it's, it's attainable dream yeah and it does what a lot of those do you know it's the engines in the right place it makes the right noise it goes very fast it's really entertaining so <laughs> i think it's a nice choice that and then uh finally for the for those cars is the best electric car which is the kia ev6 which is also the car of the year but sometimes miscalled European car of the year. The car of the year is EV6. It's what car of the year. It's what car of the year as well. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. that one is uh, 
as mainstream as they come really yeah. and some of our awards celebrate things that are a bit more offbeat but that is uh yeah that's done very well mm. very well indeed um and finally this little rundown of britain's best cars the best manufacturer mm-hmm. is bmw why is that <laughs> um so not that i disagree no 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 you just want a bit of background yeah um so i mean firstly accessible drivers cars you know like the two series they've got a really good range of plug-in hybrids um and then you know still can't really beat their exec solution estate yeah. cars um and then they're still committed to the m stuff 50 years of m this year yeah and i like the, no, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? it's so many cars you can't buy anymore or are becoming less available but bmw seem to manage to still you know adding all the new stuff the plug-in stuff and the electric stuff but you can still, still get the compelling stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's a really complete range, isn't it? Yeah, when you look yeah. at it as a range, it, it you know it deserves that win. Yeah. So yeah, um, and if you want any more reasons why all those cars won, then mm-hmm. um, you can find everything you need on our website. What is our website, Matt Pryor? It's autocar.co.uk. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, right, let's move on to our some of our people awards, which is what I think is uh, what makes the autocar awards a bit more special than everybody else's exactly said, modestly no um, i love it for that and yeah. um i think the industry recognize it for that as yeah, well i think so so we'd like to start by naming autocar's outstanding uk leaders yes so our first winner was brave enough to uh, turn a 600 acre former rf airfield in oxfordshire into a nirvana for all car enthusiasts probably everyone knows what we're talking about um bista heritage and bista motion it's created such an amazing thriving car community yeah. both um business wise and public wise it's always amazing period buildings um and i know they've got really big plans they've got an experience quarter an innovation quarter um yeah lots going on it's a huge site isn't it it is yeah and it doesn't stop it's just down the road from where i live and it doesn't it doesn't stop it's there's always something going on and also the the, the other important stuff from a sort of the heritage point of view is that they take on um there are lots of really good companies specializing in stuff and they take on young apprentices to train them up in oh, the skills yeah. that might yeah. that might otherwise be lost and it's just turning into a real it's just great isn't it? it's just a real hub of good car stuff yeah, new and old which i like a lot so the winner is the founder and ceo of vista heritage and vista motion uh, dan gagan yeah who's a lovely man congrats dan uh, so our next award is to one of the industry's um, best success stories of recent years and from the old MG Rover uh, has emerged MG Motor which is a rising but very serious player um, in the UK it's funny isn't it it's really come from very little and the the growth is just it's phenomenal yeah notably for electric small cars and SUVs and our winner is the commercial director Guy Huganakis who is part of the team who launched the MGF Back in the old day. He went off and did some retailer stuff and worked at Hyundai, but he yeah launched that back in '95 along with Jerry McGovern. Did he? Now of Jaguar Land Rover board member fame. If you look at last year, I think their their sales grew more than any other. I know the whole industry struggled last year, but yeah. against that backdrop, uh, MG grew massively. Just phenomenal. Um, and and I and I spoke to Guy actually, and he he um, said that. They, they could have sold even more. It wasn't like they had free supply and everyone else didn't. They didn't have free supply oh, and they really? still managed to, to make massive inroads. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about the, the new Roadster mm. coming up. 
like the you know harking back to the MG that everyone loves. Yeah, which is nice, stuff. isn't it? If they do, you know, I mean, they make I like I like their cars a lot, but actually, if they if they do pull off some, yeah, MG that that stuff, is that's MG happening. Sporty stuff, that's yeah. great. It's yeah. happening, and I think it's one of those things where they prove their worth in all the mainstream stuff, and they've got huge Chinese backing. And mm. if you get that far, then hopefully you can justify the more fun stuff. Yeah. Right. Uh, the editor's award. I like this award. It is one of the biggest yet broadest accolades uh, that goes to someone who has impressed us in so many ways that it's impossible to categorise into just one area. Our winner this year took her role as managing director of the PSA group in early 2019 in charge of just three brands. Enough you say. Three years later, it's a slightly different picture. Um, she led PSA through its merger with Fiat Chrysler Automobiles at record speed, which is now, as we all know, Stellantis, instantly becoming one of the UK's largest and most influential automotive groups, um, with six major car and van brands under her control. Then, of course, there was the business challenges of Mm -hmm. Brexit, and then coronavirus, and then the chip shortage, Um, yet she has weathered them all. Um, The winner of this year's Editor's Award is Stellantis UK Managing Director and Senior Vice President Alison Jones. Um, our editor, Mark Tishaw, recently spoke to Alison. Alison Jones, congratulations on winning the 2022 Editor's Award at the Autocar Awards. It's in recognition of the amazing job you've done in helping to set up Stellantis here in the UK, already one of our biggest car groups, and of course becoming the SMMT president as well for the next two years. So starting with Stellantis, how do you reflect on, on the progress today and, and what sort of challenges have it been in, in setting up a new big brand in the UK? Uh, Thank you for the award. In terms of um, the setting up of uh, Stellantis, we've been going at speed. So we've integrated our teams, we've integrated um, how we operate to be able to still deliver on our business results as well as drive transformation. And that's required the effort of all the team to be able to do that. So we'd say we're fully uh, integrated. Still got some challenges to deliver in terms of systems, which is typically the one that takes a bit longer. But uh, we're here with Stellantis and we're really pleased. And so on the SMMT front, could you explain what the SMMT president role is, how you found that so far, and what you want to achieve over the next couple of years in that role? The SMMT presidency is a great honour. Um, it works alongside the CEO, Mike Hawes, who runs the business, um, and it literally presides over the SMMT, the Industry Forum, and the Motoring Ombudsman. And the uh, the role is there to make sure that we have a, an organisation that is representative of our industry, and that includes the, the OEMs as well as manufacturing, as well as the supplier base in the UK. really important part of um, UK industry. We represent over 850,000 people. So my job is to make sure that, and what I want to achieve from it, is to make sure that we are relevant and stay relevant as an organisation for our industry over the next two years. And, and over the last couple of years, Alison, a crisis is the word, I think, that, that sort of followed us around. How do you reflect on, on, or how proud are you of what you've achieved over the last couple of years yourself? And are you optimistic of better times ahead in the UK car industry? Yeah, crisis and unpredictability, I think. We've got used to living with unpredictability. We've had it um, in the industry. Some said our industry didn't change for some time. I don't think you could ever say that now in all aspects of what we've done, whether it's digital, crisis management, responding to new connected services, new powertrains, it's all really important. And I'm really proud of what we've achieved and managed to uh, survive, grow, uh, and um, improve what we've got as a business to make sure it's sustainable for the future and our industry, you know, as we move forward. 
Well, Alison, congratulations again from everyone at Autocar. Uh, you should be very proud of everything you've achieved to date, and we look forward to watching your future progress with interest. Thank you very much. So that's our editor, Mark, talking um, with Alison. That editor's award we gave to Sir Lewis Hampton last year. Yeah. Which is, which is I think Mark interviewed him and he was at a race weekend, so we couldn't use the audio, is my understanding of it. But it was, but it was, a, was great, just, it was a great, it was a really read. great thing. Yeah, and he's just, yeah, I, it's, that, I like that award because it's, it's, it's so diverse and broad. Exactly. And, but it's a, yeah, it's a very personal one as well, isn't it? Indeed, yeah. Right, next we move on to the Autocar Beauty Future Classics Award. So we asked readers of our website, autocar.co.uk, and visitors to the National Motor Museum at Bewley in the New Forest to pick from a list of 100 new cars that are on sale at the start of this year, um, those that they thought would be most fondly remembered as classics in 50 years' time. Um, we had, That's quite an odd question, though. I know, right? Um, several thousand people mm -hmm. uh, responded, creating a shortlist of 10 potential future classics. Uh, so with some help from Bewley's experts, we whittled them down to five outright winners. Gotcha. If you want to see them, they're on display at Bewley. Mm -hmm. um, and they are, in alphabetical order, uh, the Alfa Romeo Giulio Quadrifoglio, Alpine A110, BMW i3, Land Rover Defender, and last but not least, the Toyota GR Yaris. What of those? I know we've got five outright winners. Yeah. If you had to pick one, oh. <laughs> that in 50 years' time you open the garage door and you see, what do you most want to see when you open the garage door in 50 years? Mm, I think aesthetically the Julia, yeah, I love. I think, I think it just looks, still looks beautiful, hasn't aged. I think mm. it's like probably the best looking saloon on the market. Um, tempted to say the Alpine just because it's like one of the purest cars yeah. of the last few years and yeah of anything that's coming up really what about you i don't know i don't know i think similarly yeah the julia's great just such a lovely it's a great looking car great lovely to drive alpine i love the thing i wonder if in 50 years time you'd look, think of the i3 as the most significant car of its time in the way that people look back at like the mini and yeah. Things like that now. I wonder if people go, oh yeah, that was a real benchmark. That was a real yeah. statement at the time. Our associate Ed Piers Ward wrote a really interesting feature recently about a kind of loose goodbyes the I three. It stopped production mm. in a couple of months, I think, and that really positioned it, you know, as a car of a generation. So let's move on to Autocar's design hero, which goes to a man who, in the past, has been responsible for. Cars such as the Bentley Continental and Chevrolet Corvette. He is now based at the Hyundai HQ, overseeing design centres, something like 11 design centres globally or something like that, creating yeah. a new generation of striking Hyundais, including the upcoming uh, Ionic 6 and 7. And our design hero this year is Senior Vice President and Head of Hyundai Global Design Centre, Sang Yup Lee. He's a really impressive character. I've not met him. Is he good? He's great. I've interviewed him a few times and he's he's very enthusiastic, he's very passionate. He has some really interesting points of reference, like uh, he loves the guy that uh, and spoke, has spoken recently to the man, I can't remember his name, who had um, designed the latest Routemaster bus for London. Oh, okay. Like one of the, he just loved the lines of it and yeah. he, those are the sorts of things he gets inspiration from and he spent a lot of time in America and the UK and Germany, he's in Korea now, but yeah, he's a... He's a great person to be leading that design, and you can see it by the stuff they're bringing out. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? The Mundy Award for Engineering <laughs> is named after Harry Mundy, the talented engineer behind the Lotus Twin Cam engine 
the most recent Jag V12, and importantly, once Autocar Technical Editor. Mm. Um, this year's recipient was Chief Designer of Brabham F1 by the age of 25, um, enough to make the rest of us feel... <laughs> Slightly inadequate. Slightly inadequate. Yeah. And went on to win five Formula One Manufacturers Championships and 50 Grand Prix for two different teams. But he's probably most famous for the Seminole McLaren F1 supercar of 1992, which is still benchmarked regularly to this day, mm -hmm. I'm sure, Quite you know, right. MP. Yeah. Um, since then, he started his own company, uh, revealing a pair of lightweight, brilliantly packaged V12 supercars in the F1 mould, the T50 and the T33. Uh, the name of the company is Gordon Murray Automotive, and the winner of the Monday Award is, unsurprisingly, Gordon Murray. And what a... It's just a brilliant engineer. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I don't think you need to say anything else about him with that, that background. No, exactly. Truly He's so impressive. engaging, and that's the other thing. Is, is what's, what's great about him from a communication point of view is when you, when you talk to him, he can. You know, there are some engineers in the world who can't. Convey. Yeah, exactly. They can, they, you know, they can do the stuff, but they can't. But he's just, he makes the complicated sound simple, and he's just clearly, you know, over everything, and just, a, you know, a purist. He's got this really lovely collection of cars down at the thing, and they're all tiny. They're all really small, really small cars. And just, he's just, he hates waste, and he's, you know, just packages stuff really small. Brilliant, brilliant bloke. Congratulations, Gordon. So let's move on to our five star cars. Uh, which is a sort of summary of the autocar road test of the past year. There's one every week. There's one being one every week since 19, at least one every week since 1928 when autocar invented the road test 94 years ago. Uh, it's, it's changed a bit over the years, the road test, but it still tests cars better than anybody else in the business, basically, is the way we think of it. And there are very few cars come out with a five star rating these days. In fact, during the past 12 months, only one car has scored a five-star rating, and that is the BMW M5 CS, which is an M5 but with sort of more power, more feel, more composure, more finesse, but is also still like the best M cars usable yeah. every day. Just, it comes back to what we were saying about BMW, isn't yeah. it? That they're still managing to pull this stuff off yeah. um, around all the other sort of more sensible things they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a really cool thing. Uh, this year's motorboat, motorsport hero. He has won three British Touring Car Championships by the age of 28. Mm -hmm. And if he wins this year, he will equal the current record. He has amazing all-round skill, intelligent racecraft, and a blistering one-lap speed. And that is why he is our motorsport hero, Ash Sutton. Well done. Excellent. And this, so this year is his this year is his seventh year yeah. in the championship. That's right. So he's won three out of six so far. Yeah. That's amazing. In a series as competitive as the... BTCC. That's exactly. some going, isn't it? That's really some going. Yeah, he's he's a real standout young star, and it, yeah. it's great to see like a new generation of racers coming through. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, let's move on to our uh, lifetime achievement award, um, which goes to uh, you know spoiler alert. It goes to Peter Schreyer, who has had a sort of two stellar careers really. One in his native Germany, where he was involved with uh, the Volkswagen Golf cars like the Audi A2 and Audi TT, which are both landmark careers, landmark cars in the last 25 years, I think, aren't they? And then uh, his second career with Kia in South Korea, and then he embraced uh, Hyundai too. Um, and our editor-in-chief, Steve Cropley, uh, recently spoke to Peter about his successes. Uh, Peter, um, first of all, I'd like to offer our congratulations to you as, as our 2022 Lifetime Achievement Award winner. We don't give Lifetime Achievements uh, awards very often because 
we can't find the people that really deserve them. So I, I, I really would like to offer our, our very uh, strong congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, when I first heard of it, it's very, uh, it surprised me and it makes me very, very proud. Um, I, a couple of questions. The, the one that, that uh, I always wanted to ask you was, was when you moved to Korea, you already had a, you were world famous, you already had a, a very um, busy job, you know, you were at the very top of your game. What on earth made you change from this area of success to a, to a new place? Yeah, I think... Um I mean, it was, I was almost through my career at uh, Volkswagen at the time. And when this call came, I, uh, I thought this could be, it was tempting in a way. You know, it, it was, Kia was a company where we had no awareness in, in, in Germany or from our side. Um, and I think this could be interesting. It could be uh, a challenging thing to do. And, it's, it would be like entering a different world. And Did you think about the risk? Because there was a risk to your uh, career and income and all the rest of it. Yeah, in a way, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I didn't think about the risk so much. It was more that the, 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 the temptation was uh, stronger than that. Yeah. Do you think about the size of the achievement? Because it's enormous, isn't it? You, the company in your time, Kia, has, has really refounded itself. And it's based on the Peter Schreyer designs, isn't it? Yeah, looking back now, uh, I mean, if you look at the whole product range, and you, especially when, when I'm in Korea, but also anywhere on the street, I see so many of the cars that I've been involved. Uh, and it's something, uh, to this extent, I didn't dare to dream of. But when I first started, uh, I was sure that I can do something, you know, I'm able to do a goal for something like this, and um, I was I was very confident, but I didn't I did not expect that it it, it came to such a big extent and, and, and so many causes and 15 years yeah. of being with uh, uh, Kia and, and, and Hyundai in the end. Was there one car that you would like to have put into production and didn't? I think uh, the one car that uh, I really still like, and I think it would be great if it came to production, is, is the Pop, the, the Kia Pop. And, and that's a little, car. yeah. Uh, and it's on the cover of the book that has been written about me. Yeah. Uh, and we put it there on, on deliberately on the, on, the, on the cover, because I think it has this kind of uh, character and, and wittiness um, but at the same time, it, I think it's a timeless car, and if it was produced today, it would still work. Yeah. Thank you very much, Peter Schreyer. Congratulations on doing it in the first place and all your other achievements. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve and Peter. Back to cars then, and drivers' cars at that. So we run, um, in addition to the road test, we run two sort of best drivers' cars competition every year, don't we? So we do one in the summer, best affordable drivers' car, um, and then like the, the the, prop, the senior one every autumn, which is money no money no object. I like Britain's best affordable drivers car a lot because it's just 
compact cars, there's a sort of price limit which varies year on year depending on what's new, but it tends to be around 30,000 quid, which tends to be the sort of car that people can buy with by trading in their old spudder and spending a few hundred quid a month. And you can end up with a fantastic sports car, hot hatch, whatever it might be, like this year's winner, which is the Hyundai i20N, which I just think is great. It's and such it, a cool it, car. It won by quite a quite some oh, distance, easily. didn't it? Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah, because we sort of we had a Caterham seven there as a sort of wild card. But I mean if it's if it only weighs five hundred kilos and has two seats and it's I mean of course it's of course that's the best you know, that's the best fun to drive because it doesn't have to do anything else. But the I twenty sat alongside the other hot hatchbacks and uh, one compact crossover. It was better by mile. It was clearly everybody's choice. I think it's I think it's really Great. It's it's that and the Ford Fiesta ST are now the two. Mm. You know, they they are the two affordable drivers' cars choices. And going well, unless you count the GR86, which mm. hasn't yet arrived and hadn't at that time. But. Yeah, going back to what we were saying about you know Kia and Hyundai generally, that end just shows the, the commitment to that yeah. sub brand and you know the proof's really in the pudding of that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. And they I like that attitude. But they they sort of say we don't measure the lap times of this stuff. We just measure how much fun it is to drive. You know, the idea is you get yeah. out of it smiling. That's the job done. That's and if it's want. a few seconds slower around the Nürburgring than a, something else, who cares? Totally you know, agree. What does it matter? Um, and on the other end of the scale is our Britain's Best Driver's Car contest, which we have. So for affordable driver's car, we went to Scotland. Brilliant road, the old military road up between uh, somewhere and somewhere else. Um, great fun. Really great fun, but with the best of, best driver's car proper, we do some racetrack stuff. So we spend a few days at Anglesey Circuit and then on very good roads in Wales too. And the winner of that was the Porsche 911 GT3. I don't think any manufacturer has won more titles <laughs> in that 40 years than Porsche. And it's just... It's not surprising, is it? But that's just because they're so good. They're just so good. Every time, they're just so good. And as, um, funnily enough... I was listening to last year's awards podcast the other day and Matt Saunders was talking about the Porsche Taycan, which was a five-star road test car last year. He said Porsche sweats the details more than other manufacturers and I think that's true of the ride and handling of that, of, of their sports cars. It's just, yeah, the GT3 is, you just get it, you just know it's going to be great. They don't get it wrong. Yeah. So on to the Innovation Award, um, which is another award that, you know, can be many things so... We've had very specific tech on car that's won before, but it can be something a bit more lethal, like this year, um, which is a company or a setup that has, you know, basically built this amazing um, enthusiast car community um, that we all sort of need and want to belong to, you know, and, and that's innovative in itself. Um, so our winner is a, a very unique Warwickshire business called Caffeine and Machine. Um, and their founders, Phil McGovern and Dan Macken. Have you been? Yes. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's so cool. It's and really cool. It's just, what I, what I like about it is if somebody said, what is it? You go, well, I mean, it's a pub. Yeah, really. I was trying to explain it to someone the other day. My best friend, I was saying, you're trying to explain it as a destination for automotive yeah. enthusiasts, but just a very friendly place to go yeah. and look at cool look cars. At stuff, and they do, they do great, they do brilliant, you know, theme evenings, so they might have an air-cooled appreciation night. Actually, they do very good stuff as well for men's mental health because they have these um, uh, "I love you, man" nights where they will have people oh, talking great. about men's mental health, which is really, you know, which is which is which is something that 
you know, is now being taken as seriously as it should be. Um, but it's just a great place. It's just a great place to go. There's always somebody to. There's always good metal to look at. Yeah. Food's good. Coffee's nice. And there's just you always find somebody to have a natter with about cars. I just, yeah, it's more of more of them. And in fact, I've noticed more of these things cropping, cropping up. Places trying to make themselves a little coffee and food and have a chat about cars destination, which is yeah, which is which is brilliant. It's in a great central spot. It's fantastic. Um, anyway, let's move on to our two concluding awards, first of which is the Sturmey Award, named after Autocast founding editor Henry Sturmey, who was a man so resourceful that when he, was, when he saw his first car out of his office window in 1895, he sort of looked at his publisher, I'm paraphrasing what they might have done here, but basically they, <laughs> between them they cooked up a plan to publish a weekly magazine uh, called The Autocar, and they had it on the shelves a few days later, and basically been every week since 1895 ever since apart from i think there's some paper shortages and power outages in the yeah. 70s which cut it short but other than that it carried on week. through the, the wars yeah, didn't it yeah which yeah, is amazing really extraordinary um so the sturmey award is a very uh, special accolade for a resourceful high achieving um self-made person and our winner fits each of those descriptions perfectly so in his 20s he was a, a world rally championship uh, a world rally champion sorry but soon set his mind on to even bigger things, so he launched his own business, ProDrive, and branched out into running race teams too. Uh, he brought then-unknown Subaru, or relatively unknown, Subaru into rallying and made them world champions. He discovered and nurtured three world rally champions, including Colin McRae and Richard Burns. He ran two Formula One teams, taking one of them, BAR, to the brink of the World Manufacturers Championship behind Ferrari. In the 2000s, he persuaded Aston Martin to get properly into racing, very glad he did because they've had some fantastic GT racing cars and ProDrive built the cars and as a result Aston Martin became Le Mans class winners and in the past couple of years he's taken the reins at UK, uh, at UK at Motorsport UK, formerly the Motorsports Association 2, which he has led a much needed rethink of the way motorsport is run and governed in the UK. The 2022 Sturmey Award winner is David Richards. He's a very impressive man, isn't really he? really impressive, yeah, yeah, really impressive. Yeah. I mean you've yeah, you've summed it up perfectly there, but um, yeah, I know how highly regarded he is in the mm. across the industry. Yeah, totally. So, the final, the last, the biggest award. Drum roll. The 2022 Isagonis Trophy uh, is reserved for the very highest achievers in the global automotive field. This year's goes to a man who, I mean, I just can't believe what he's achieved mm. um, for someone so relatively young, um, who's entrepreneur entrepreneurial skills have taken him in just over a decade from being someone messing about with a rusty electrified BMW to um, you know owning being the manufacturer of a multi-million pound business builds his own brand electric hypercars mm. has huge investment from Porsche Hyundai is now in control of Bugatti yeah. I mean it's just um, so he will soon be the head of his country's biggest company um, and as I mentioned, so many business deals with some of the, the biggest players in the industry um, who are interested in, in him and his company for hardware, software, and, and all the knowledge he's built up over that decade and more. Um, if anyone understands the shape and the needs of future world transportation for tomorrow, it is him. <laughs> Mate Rimatz is our Isagonis Trophy winner for 2022. He has been speaking to Steve Cropley. Well, Mathieu Rimatz, um, on behalf of Autocar, it gives me tremendous pleasure to uh, invite you to be our Isagonis Trophy winner for 2022. 
we don't give this award lightly, we give it to our heroes and we would like to make a large point about just how much you've achieved and how much you will achieve and say congratulations. Thank you so much Steve, it's a great honour as a car guy who really you know, started to, to, by reading magazines and building my own car in the garage to be amongst uh, the greats of the industry. Uh, could I ask you how you started in this business? I mean we know about the, BM, the green BMW and all this, but, but but did you have a sense of destiny? Was there anything, do you ever, was there, in your beginning, could you imagine having all this around you? Well, I always, my whole life, wanted to do something with cars. I guess I cycled to wanting to be a Formula One race driver, to an engineer, to anything in cars, with cars. And I'm very lucky to be in this position today. When I started a company, you know, people think I maybe had small expectations and that I, totally overachieved them, which, yes, I mean, uh, it was clear that it was a huge journey that, you know, and every journey starts with the first step, so did the company as well, but um, I had big plans from day one, so we are achieving them day by day, uh, but we still consider ourselves to be at the very beginning, still in chapter one, so I have a very clearly defined chapter one, I still didn't close chapter one, and, you know, I'm 34 years old, so a lot more to come. I can't wait for chapter 27. Um, is there, is there a, a particular big break that you can, in your beginning, that you can sort of point to? Big break, well, you know, you always have so much stuff to do and so many problems to deal with that it's never like really that you have a moment to stop and say, oh, this was nice, that was a good achievement. It's always like, okay, this is done, let's now worry about the next problem. Uh, but if I have to say, like, uh, point out something, I would say the first time when I didn't have to worry about salaries, which was maybe like five, six years uh, you know, after I started the business, when I didn't have to worry about paying the next salary out, that was a big one. And another one, probably when Porsche invested in the company, there was a big boost of confidence into the company. I so these were, I'd say, the two big ones. Um, your headlines, all the headlines are about the hypercar, the car behind you. but. In the future, you're going to have your remats is going to be much wider than that. Can you just can you just give us a, a view of what it will be like in ten years' time? Well, they say a company changes completely every time it doubles, and for us that happens basically every one and a half years. So I have led I don't know seven, eight, ten different companies already, and we have a pretty clear view where you want to be in ten years' time. So we have a few areas that we are working on and if you look at the automotive industry as a spectrum you have you know the basic uh, human transport like mobility and on the other side you have the gems and the top of the pyramid which is in our view hypercars and especially Bugatti and now more and more Rimac as well. So I really enjoy creating the gem, the beautiful high-tech, high-performance thing that has so many details and gets appreciated by the customers and where you can play around and be really creative. I like that part. Uh, in the middle, we help many companies like Porsche and Hyundai and many other OEMs to go electric, but hoping to make it in a way that the cars are still exciting, uh, also when fully electric. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we are working a lot on keeping it still under the radar on um, the future of mobility, robotaxis, so to say, and the whole ecosystem around it. Uh, we are working on something really interesting that we will show quite soon, I guess. Um, so what I would like to do is that we create the most exciting 
hypercast, so the top of the pyramid, and you know, bring something really unique and exciting for, for car people to the market. Help the industry to make the step in a nice way uh, to go from combustion to electric. And play our role, our small part in the new revolution that's coming, and that's uh, automatization and a new business model in mobility where you don't own and drive the car anymore, but making it in a way that you as the user, maybe not the driver anymore, have the best possible experience. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. He is remarkable, isn't he? Because, well, I mean, if, if Ferdinand Pieck was responsible for setting up new Bugatti, wasn't he? But at the time, he was, he was you know, he'd been the big boss of the biggest thing in the industry for that amount of time. For somebody of Mate's age, he's just extremely, he's just extremely impressive. He's brilliant. He's the true meaning of the yeah. word brilliant. And, you know, um, I wouldn't say it's quite a rags to riches story, but, you know, you look at his, his background, um, he was told at university, oh, no, don't bother with that, you'll never get anywhere. Oh, was he? Yeah, and he has got everywhere. He yeah. couldn't be more successful. I mean, I can't think of a more deserving winner of yeah. our Aragonis trophy, yeah, really honestly. Yeah, that's really good stuff. So congratulations to all of our winners um, crowned at Silverstone's Complex in the Autocar Awards for 2022. Thank you very much for listening to us. Thank you very much, Rachel, for your assistance with this. Thank you. Uh, for more on all of this year's winners, um, the magazine is in all good news agents. It's on digital subscription. You'll find loads at autocar.co.uk as well, where we are all the time. We've got new videos on YouTube pretty much every week. Magazine goes out all the time. We do social those, media, we? Instagram, yeah, social Twitter, media, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Autocar Professional, Autocar Business, Autocar Business, Autocar Professional is Autocar India. Exactly. Yeah, which is also international licensed editions. Yeah, we've got about is twenty. There anybody who does more than this is the immodest part of it. Is there anybody who does more than we do in this sphere? Test. Do you know all the editions? No. No, me neither. I know no. a few Japan. I see some, and I see, and I love picking them up when I see them. Yeah, it's and so I, cool, and isn't I call it? Like retweeting Autocar Japan. Yeah, when they run one of our stories. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, but yes, thank you, and thank and thank you very much for supporting Autocar. Um, if you are listening, we appreciate it very much, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Draw.